Good afternoon, you're listening to Scariff Bay Community Radio and Local Media This Week, the programme where we look at the local print media here in County Clare and we give our own take on it. Uh, the programme is sponsored by Ruth Griffin Photography, Ruth, based in Fecal. Delighted to have our regular panel, I think for the first time in a while, our full regular panel is back again. So, John S., you're very welcome. Yeah, thank you, Jim. Delighted to be back. And Pat O'Brien, who started the whole thing rolling in the first place. Good to see you, Pat. Thanks, they're, t- they're talking about him out in the hills, you know that. Indeed they are, and, if, and with good reason. <laughs> <laughs> and also, uh, David Fleming. David, uh, you're very welcome. Thanks, Jim. No, and I suppose just to remind you as well that uh, if you would like to comment on anything related to the media, the print media, or anything we say here, uh, maybe send us a text or a WhatsApp on 089-258-2647. That's 089-258-2647. Now, we do record, we do pre-record a little bit earlier, so we won't get to deal with your uh, comment until next week, but we will uh, if you drop us a line. Whether it's uh, positive or negative, we'll, we'll listen to it anyway. We'll take it on the chin, Jim. We will indeed. Yeah. We will indeed, David. Okay, we have the Clare Echo and the Clare Champion here in front of us again. And I suppose, uh, looking at the front of the Clare Echo, um, a certain Mr. Trump, former President of the United States, uh, has been visiting the county this week. He's gone back to the US again. He was in Scotland first and uh, he came to Doonbeg. And uh, by all accounts, uh, David, he enjoyed the golf. Well, he did. Sure, he is. He's very good at not only promoting himself, but promoting his businesses. And that's really, I think, the only reason he's here, because um, <clears throat> this business in, in his business in Doombeg, like so many of his businesses, is in trouble. Mm-hmm. Um, it's reported here later on in the Clare Echo on pages 14 and 15. Let's see if we can... Um, uh, uh, full, full spread. Um, now, one of the stories is environmental group asked Trump to stay for longer and they were due to meet him, but uh, they didn't get to meet him because he was late coming in seemingly and they and were... He's, they, got, he's gone, you know. He's gone now. Yeah. Yeah. He was very busy, David. He was, he yeah, was. Playing, he was playing golf, I think, Jim. Mm. Yeah, he, he could even, he brought up the business when no one else brought it up. And there's 300 people working there for the summer. Now, he, ha- he has plans for uh, 250, um, uh, what you call extension, uh, rooms extension, uh, um, uh, convention centre, yeah. and a wedding venue. And what's wrong with that? Nothing, there's nothing wrong with it. But, but some people are objecting. There is an awful lot of people uh, uh, criticising him. Like, like, and it's not like, and any, any, any issues he has are over in America. Yeah. Hmm. And and anyway. I'd say, Patty, we won't find many around Doombay criticizing him. No, no, no. And uh, with Jim, why? Because they're getting employment. Yeah, exactly. And uh, the, the Dublin Fours don't really understand the importance, the importance of employment in small villages in the ass end of Ireland. Yeah. For sure, he's running the business into the ground. How is he doing that? He is in debt. I just can't find uh, where in the paper I saw this. Yeah, Maybe somebody could find it for me. His hotels have lost 16 million. But They've they lost 16. He's but running the business but into the ground. But don't they get into 16 million on its own? It's, 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 it's part of it. And now he wants to expand it. Like, he's known to 
to be reckless in all sorts of ways. But you're at this point. And he, he, that hotel, and now he'll bend, build a convention centre. And who wants yeah, to be they, going down to a convention centre? Wait, 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 wait a minute. What, if what there are jobs involved yeah. in the, in the yeah. convention centre, I'll take it. Yeah, but John, you? if Benedetto Mussolini in the 1930s came over and built a hotel, would you take those jobs? Uh, you would, of course. That's exactly <laughs> what you're saying. Well, no, this is a, a, I, I'm kind of with John in this. Yeah, no, <laughs> hold on a second now. This is a person. This is a person who attempted to uh, undermine American democracy by encouraging his supporters to attack the capital and, and the people in June Bay and a lot of the people around this table seem to conveniently forget it just simply because the American now, dollar is as powerful as the Queen's shilling sure, there are many different ways of undermining democracy there is and he's, and a, he's an, one of the experts and wait a minute mainline American uh, international policy at times can be accused of undermining democracy so nobody, nobody can hold up the hand and say mm. we are holier than thou. Well, has, has, any, has any other set of American politicians advocated that the, the has stated that the election was uh, robbed? What do you say about the Vietnamese which is, war? Which what's, is what's false. the Vietnamese war? Hmm? When you look back, was that not uh, uh, undermining democracy? in the pursuit of another interpretation of democracy. You could say that. You could you say could that. Say but we're actually it. talking, and many people w- opposed the United States and still oppose the United States yeah. for the same but reason. But we have to separate, we'll say, a love of Trump and what he stands for mm. with the idea of enjoying the benefits of a hotel, conference centre, golf club in West Clare. Yeah. I mean, if... And, and I don't know, and I t- take it, I accept what you say, that in relation to that he's running down, running it into the ground. But if he does that, uh, it will come on the market and someone will buy it and the yeah. facility yeah. will be there. Hopefully, hopefully, an, Irish, yeah. hopefully an Irish, an Irish. Hopefully an Irish. Joe Russell was on this morning, he was on yesterday morning, he's the manager, and he said, what they want, that, uh, no, it's, it's seasonal at the present time, and what yeah. they want with, with the, 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 the weddings and the conference centre and all that is they want to try and get a uh, uh, 12-month season out of the, out of the, uh, the, the business. Mr mm. Trump wants his money back. He Does spent he? $40 million, it's according to, it's Porig McMahon has the piece here in, on page 14 of the Echo, he spent $40 million to buy the place. Between buying it, yeah, between buying it and... And, and upgrading it. it. Yeah. Yeah. And it's making a loss. Yes, and, and he wants Scotland, his money. David, by the way, Scotland, and Scotland is making a loss as well. As well. Uh, like uh, we had last week, I think in the paper, one third of visitors come because they're fans of Trump. Another third come, despite it, from America, and then one o- the other remaining third are just golfers. Just two point seven. But but we don't know the number of people who don't come because it is owned by Trump. There's two point seven kilometers of a beach at the back, and uh, what do you feel it's, about the, it's about going that? to be washed away if if they don't put a, a barrier. But they have they have refused, and I think the Trump who's organization. They? Pat, who's they? On board Panola. They went to the council and they went to on board Panola. Yeah. yeah, but who? Board Panola and the council they respond to the the they the do. attitude of the citizen, don't they? Not they necessarily. They should. Well, the citizen doesn't always know the science around coastal erosion. Yeah. And the inspector, well, who you would hope does, uh, produced a report which says it isn't. Liam Ryan, 
he's the chairman of the, the environmental group, uh, and he was back in the Trump organization, and he said they clean the beach and all up there. And yeah. The, the 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 Trump organization take take in the rubbish and take it away and they don't it doesn't cost them anything. But anyway, he yeah. said that back when we were building uh, the, the the all the small roads around West Clare, there was a quarry at on the, on that beach along there all along there, and they brought in rock breakers and took out the stone out of it and broke the stone and made the roads. That was protecting all the sand dunes. Mm -hmm. Now they don't want to put that stone. That must have been done a hundred years ago. It was done a hundred years ago. But the council yeah. at the time took out. They put in two rock breakers at both ends of the of the of the uh, the beach, which they felt. The so, so what are you saying, Bad? Well, when all is said and done, <laughs> where do you stand on this issue? When, when I, when I, I, I think the you, why don't you ask Mr. Trump? Was he going to pay for it? He was, yeah. The Trump all of us were going to pay for it, yeah. Mm. yeah. yeah. Listen, but we, they, had, we, they promised to pay for it anyway. We, they we we move and now he doesn't want to meet but them. If you, go up to, if you go up to the hinge, there's, there's rock armor above the hinge. So why? why okay, well, so the, hinge, above the, the hinge, hinge is, is a substantial enough place. This is the protection of a hotel you're talking about. The hotel probably shouldn't have been built there in the first place. You're, um, you're protecting a lot of farmland as well. There's an awful lot of farmers there getting yeah. flooded as well. And they, they, and, and to protect but there's people. also natural erosion going on as well. If you go to England, most <laughs> of the England uh, along the North Sea is falling into the sea. And it's cost billions to try and protect. And so the mm. government over there have decided we can't protect every part of the coastline. We're going to protect certain parts of it. But if the Trump organization was paying for the Huntington Lake, I don't think I don't see any reason why it should We need to go on because we have a long agenda and we won't get to half of the way we're I going. think we should send but Pat over to the United States <laughs> as a campaign manager for Mr. Trump. Here in Ireland, we want to. To, to, to look after our own. The front of the care champion, uh, the main headline from Dan Danaher, uh, piece by Dan is Spike in Domestic Violence in Clare. And this has been an ongoing thing. Uh, Siobhan O'Connor, who's the director of Clare Haven Services, and she has been on this station even talking about it during, particularly during the lockdown. But by all accounts, uh, it's, she says, we are firefighting since COVID-19 trying to um, come to terms, I suppose, and deal with uh, the um, incidents of domestic violence here in County Clare, and it has no sign of stopping. But the interesting um, um, statistic emerging as well, Jim, that we, we expected uh, that the, when you speak of domestic violence, one has in mind male domination over the female. Isn't that the... Yeah. the and that would be the majority. And that would be that, the majority. Yeah, but yeah. There, is, there is now slowly being revealed a degree of, a significant degree of domestic violence perpetrated on men. It, it may not be in the article there, but it's in yeah. one but of the other But it's on the media. headline, the story goes on to page two in the Care Champion, yeah. and the, the, the subhead in, in is more men coming forward as victims of domestic abuse. And tell me, when you use the expression domestic abuse, what have you in mind? Well, are we certainly violence is mentioned in the heading on page one. You mean physical violence? Physical violence. Um, domestic abuse now is a, is wider than that Much, yeah. uh, because yeah. it could be you know emotional abuse yeah. or, or various other types of abuse. holding on to the checkbook can even be an expression of it. Yeah, can't that would be a big part of it as well. Yeah. Yeah. Well, could, could could the spike or the increase yeah. 
also be also be accounted for the fact that more people are willing to come forward. I think it's hinted at here. Mm. Um, this is Siobhan O'Connor, who's the Clare yeah. Haven Services Manager. Um, people are now more aware of domestic violence and are more actively seeking support. She said, I believe the increase in calls is a positive thing because it means family members are reaching out for help, which is good. So it, it could be partly that. that as well. Yeah, more people are more awareness of it. Yeah. Which yeah. is a good thing, as yeah. you say. Yeah, yeah. But, but it's um, it's it's sad to see in any society, but a society like ours, um, one in five, David, is suggested as the number. It seems big, doesn't it? It seems to twenty percent, like you know. It seems. Enormous. It seems big. Yeah, would yeah. that come as a surprise to you? It would to me. It, yeah, I wouldn't would. thought that would high, but I mean, I yeah, yeah, that's like that, that, Except that, what yeah. the experts tell us. Yeah. Okay, hurling, Pat. Um, it was a great day last Saturday in Par- in Toos Park de Gael. It was, yeah, yeah. It was marvellous. It was marvellous. Uh, it was a marvellous win um, against the All Ireland champions. They hadn't been beaten since 2019. So, uh, in the championship. So, it was a marvellous win. But, sure, I suppose, uh, an Indian tragedy for um, a six month bridge man, um, well, former Fort Tumner man, John Walsh, who lost his life. And um, there is questions being asked why wouldn't the match stopped uh, while, while they were um, um, trying to resuscitate him. So I, I, don't, I don't know really. Yeah. I suppose, I suppose they, they, they'll probably learn from it. I suppose they had all, uh, it appears they had all, they had all their uh, uh, medical services all ready and, and, and um, but the match wasn't stopped and I, I don't know really. I suppose, I suppose it should be up to the people that and there was a bit of whether it should be or shouldn't be. But yeah. It appeared that they were um, offering this man medical assistance and he was just leaning across seats mm. and that, um, there was all people around and there was no screen or anything kind of, you know? Yeah, I suppose it's it's very so difficult to cater for something like that when a tragedy like the that. The match happens. was only on about five minutes, I think, when that happened. You know? really? But is there, Jim, a procedure? Like, they, they, this is risk management isn't yeah. it is the whoever's in charge of health and safety or whatever it's called do they know what what has to be put in place when something like this happens because if you have no this is a smaller match but 20 30 40 like in croke park if this was to happen would it have been different i'm presuming and i'm only presuming that the stewards would be aware of a, a general plan to deal mm. with yeah an emergency yeah. like that. Oh, yeah. I mean, you, you first thing you do is call the doctors, I suppose, or the, the medical personnel that are there. Well, there was doctors, and actually the doctor from the delivery team went to, to assist as well. So, But there's a doctor yeah. engaged, isn't there, as well, Pat? Oh, there is, outside. Uh, outside of and that. And there were two nurses there as well. So yeah. I suppose nurses, so. to stop the match and to cancel the game is a big call but with, I say well, maybe maybe what well, I say what they are um, saying here it's about maybe calling off the game but I say stop the match and remove the, the patient yeah. From, yeah. Uh, yeah. bring in an ambulance and remove the patient from the from yeah. the from the stadium probably it's distressing for everybody it, it is very something like that yeah. happens. Yeah. it oh. is well, it the, the Lord mercy on them indeed and I suppose the other thing, RT didn't cover the game. The game was covered on yeah. GA Go, which is yeah. an online service. Yeah. Why was that, Pat? It was 95% of the people uh, on social media were given out our week uh, in various platforms over, over yeah. the game. Not being Why covered. did RT not broadcast it? Well, uh, a lot of these games now are going, are going to GA Go. Like we have four, we have, you have RT1 and you have two, and you have um, TGT and TGK. 
you have two t- TV threes. Like, uh, and that's probably if you switch on the on the te- any of those televisions, that's actually that's it. It's only complete rubbish. So, so was it a choice? Pat, was it a choice, John, that RT decided yes. not to do it, or yes. did the GA want to hold they on to it for their own channel? The 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 RTE determine on some kind of a points rating system, wow. which matches are do- will dominate this weekend. And that's understandable, mm. you know. You there was no game on that week on television television that evening. There was, um, what was on? No, there was no game on. There was rugby on it earlier. Model mm. Leinster were playing. But that, uh, according to the paper anyway, it says that. Well, uh, I, I'm just thinking, some year, a number of years ago, the GA did a deal with Sky. Uh, yeah. And a number of games mm. every year were yeah, on Sky, Sky, and that was a pay-per-view and yeah. uh, not free-to-air. But yeah. Sky are gone and now, is it? Yeah. Sky are gone. So now, they have now TV3 this did not come in to fill mm. the gap that yeah. Sky left. Mm. I mean, and that was their choice. Mm. Um, so what they did, RT and the GEA, put together a package of 38 games, which would be, and the Clare game... And the week before, the, the, when they were beaten by Tipperary, that was in a similar thing uh, on GEA Go. Now, on the one hand, you know, you'd like to see it on RT, but I prefer GEA Go than Sky. Because it's, it's free. You, you know, it's, well, it's not it? free, no. It's not free. It's 12 uh, euros. But it's, okay. well, you can match. buy the, yeah, the, the, the 70-something euro for the an year. annual 78, fee. 80 euros. And, and you get all the games uh, yeah. on GA Go for the year. Yeah. I feel better about giving it to the GEA and RT than I do about giving it to Sky. But you yeah. don't give anything to RT? No, you don't give anything. No, apart from paying your no. TV license. I suppose the big issue would be with well, older people. Uh, like, I, I was on with a woman, and she loves watching matches, and she's over 90. And her husband played with Claire over in O'Callaghan's Mills and she said she couldn't see the, and she, she, she'd love to have watched the match and she couldn't see the match she because she, it, yeah. she wouldn't be in a position to, to yeah. get G.A. go or, or yeah. sign up to that yeah. kind of stuff you know yeah. okay we'll go on um, yeah. Saint uh, on page one of the Clare Champion David a, a, a story or a photo there photo. a nice photo um, lots of flags flying it's it's headed dawn procession I presume it's at dawn this was it's it was um, a commemoration um, of the centenary of the executions of three individuals, Patrick O'Mahony, Christopher Quinn and William Shocknessy by Free State Forces. And there's a few other photographs in our own Tomás McConamara. Um, this was in Drumcliff Graveyard, by the way, in Ennis. Um, our own Tomás gave a lecture at it. Um, but one of the things that struck me was we've seen and I'm speaking nationally now, and this is one of them, um, we've seen an awful lot of commemorations of the executed, people who have been executed, and most of the people, 77 in fact, were Republicans, anti-treaty forces. And what we've seen less of is any state commemor- any commemoration of the free state soldiers, or you could call them government forces that, were, um, that fell in the line of duty, um, defending the state as we understand the state today um, and the government itself have been very quiet I would have thought I'm sure they are doing something but um, very quiet in terms of a national commemoration and what's even more surprising 
our parties of government are the two opposite sides of the civil war. And if ever there was an opportunity where you could bury the hatchet rather than in each other's backs, mm. um, it would be a kind of a big commemoration to remember everybody. Mm. What do you think of that, John? Um, my own feeling about that is my uncle uh, was down for execution in the civil war. And... Um, his, bro- his proposed brother-in-law was an intelligence officer for Michael Collins. Mm. So family loyalty came number one. And it meant a different Kelly was taken on Monday morning from Athlone Barracks and shot dead. Mm. No, so commemorating certain, I mean, that, I'm not proud of that, you know. Yeah. But I had no responsibility for it, but yeah. um, it just showed one man who facilitated his escape was my uncle-in-law, okay, and some other man died that morning. Mm. And that's the tragedy of civil war. Yeah. It mm. is the tragedy. But commemoration is about remembering. It's not about celebrating. But this is not, but the, the worry, commemorating very often has an undertone of celebrating. It is, and I think some Mm. of the commemorations around about about the anti-treaty, it is amazing that it is the losers who are being commemorated. In most cases, you celebrate the winners and you commemorate the winners. Um, Like we commemorate the IRA of 1921 because they won that war. But yet it is, you know, Liam Lynch, for example, his commemoration happened a few weeks back. You have these three men. That RT documentary, which was on this week and last week, I thought was a very nice Mm -hmm. job where they looked, they spoke to people from both sides uh, to get the memories of both sides because that's important. Mm -hmm. But what is surprising is that we don't see much yeah. From the state's side, it's as if the state actually didn't win the war. Mm. Remember, the state won the war. The free state won the war. The state we have today. But I suppose they're certainly not going to celebrate winning the war. No. Uh, because that would only open up more wounds yeah. again. Yeah. yeah. Why did Sean Lamath take such a strident view of any recalling? in conversation or on the dinner table or anywhere else again what the answer i would suggest appeared at the at the um at during during the documentary on rt it was a way of dealing with the trauma they didn't want to talk about it and they didn't want to open reopen the wounds mm. because it was so visceral mm. and i like the it. example that john gave is is a tragedy, mm. and there were th- you could multiply that in every county. Looking at that program that was on the second part during the week, the bitterness is very close to the surface, it's, and it still yeah. is. Yeah. The sadness and the grief is still very close. You to can the surface. see that, and you're talking maybe often about grandchildren, grandchildren who are now elderly, yeah. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, but yeah, still. Yeah find it difficult to speak about yeah. it and, and would break down easily. Yeah. So, like, it's it's a risky enough thing to it do. It is, but also those descendants, uh, one of the messages, one of the concluding messages was, let's move on. 
My let, father, let, let, let's draw the line now. Yeah. Let's uh, let's stop the silence. How I think you, that was one uh, of the messages. Yeah. How do you deal with silence? this one? I mean, Dad was a very young boy in 1923, okay? But Granny was a very young Granny, and mm. I knew my grandmother, mm. and she talked about going to Mass with her three three of her sons, including my father. My father talks about it as well. Going to a rural church like Clannosker now, something like that. And when they got to the door, they weren't let in. Mm. Okay? So, Granny, her own words now, I mean, I'm not making any, mm. s- uh, making this up. Um, she took the, the children, the three boys, and Dad remembers well, and she brought them out to the green patch of grass uh, beside the the side wall of the of the church, the chapel in Mantua near Elfin. And she recited the rosary. I don't know how many roses she said, but During until the mass, t- until the mass. This was over. in 1923. Now, uh, when the war was over. Yeah, civil yeah. war. Well, it was near it was yeah, near it was the near, end. Near but, yeah. the end. Yeah. So. Um, but that tells you how 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 divided society yeah. was and how vicious society yeah. was in all sorts of ways. And John, you'll know yeah. during the land war, you had the same. You had shunning and boycotting, and people kept out yeah. of mass, and mm. and the same in most conflicts. I mean, conflict is not a good thing. No, no, no. Now as well as then. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Okay, we 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 go on from there. Saint Flannan's. There was a development. Uh, during the week past in, in St. Flanders, I suppose development was in the county council in that the diocese uh, got planning permission uh, for the hospital on the grounds of St. Flanders, which has been severely contested. Yeah, it's on, it's on board papers there, um, yeah, and the champions on page three, I don't know the one, Jacob, uh, I see there somewhere around. Yeah. Uh, green light for a new inner hospital, and there's a photograph there of St. Joseph's uh, taken by after Hills. Um, page nine, Pat, and sure. there's a photo mock-up of what the new hospital might look, look like. like yeah, yeah. Uh, Jessica Quinn has the story in the Champion. Uh, plans for a new 25 million hundred bed community, hosp- community hospital in Ennis to replace long stay and short bed stay at St. Joseph's has been given the green light by Clare County Council. The community nursing home will be built on land used, by, used as playing grounds by St. Francis College despite local opposition. Teachers, staff and the inner secondary school had in the past voiced their objections to the plans claiming it would have a seriously negative impact on the student population. The school board of management in a submission to the planning authority outlined that the grounds are already in constant use as a sports and reconciliation area by many members of the local school community, saying it would be regrettable to reduce facilities available to students and noting the school has been fortunate to have the space to expand its facilities. Now, they all have objected, and um, the, the, it appears the, 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 the devices are, are, are going ahead, and they have the council have given plan permission. So the only option now, Pat, is for somebody to lodge an appeal whether to Lord Penola. Whether they go to Lord Penola. There's 175, I think, people, um, uh, teachers and involved in, in, in St. Helens, and they, they are the object to it. Do you think it will go to Lord Penola? And the 250, I don't know what's going to... I gather the teachers were meeting during the week yeah. to 
discuss the matter. Yeah, yeah. this coming week. There's two hundred. No, no, this week. This Quran or this week yeah. just yeah. gone past. In the, in the, they have the highest number in the last couple of years uh, of intake of students. They had two hundred and fifty first years. Um, every year for the last two or three years. So they need every square inch of that. Uh, yeah, I, 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 I can't understand how they go building it there. And then there's twenty acres of side by side. Uh, our ladies had on the and got through there that they could have been told there. The bishop, the bishop says it's it's a wonderful proposed development by the HSE and it will be of great benefit to our community. He of says. course, yeah. Mm-hmm. He's intent, he didn't tell us that either. What, what money they were collecting off it? Is, he, he's not selling it for nothing. Is the are the church's um, fund uh, accounts public? I don't know. I never heard of them. Anyway. Well, well, I, well, I never well, heard of the dice of the killed being published anyway. Well, well, well. Uh, they, because the diocese is a charity, yeah. uh, they have to publicly make those. They have to send their accounts to the charity's regulator. Yes. And not only that, they would have had to get permission to sell that land from the charity's regulator. And it says it here, in fact, that the bishop did get permission to sell it from the charity's regulator. He got authorised. So the accounts could be checked all right. But uh, why do you ask, Pam, Jim? No, I'm just wondering because obviously money or finance has a lot to do with it. Mm. It's not just this would be good for the area, I would say. Jim, this piece of ground, so that our listeners are tuned in to us fully, this piece of ground that we're talking about, as I stand facing the old building, that lovely old building, grey, grey all right, wet winters, (laughs) gee. But as a... Is the land on the right-hand side going back to Kilrush Road? Is that... Uh, no, I think it's at the back. Yeah, it's all... Um, I wouldn't as, see as it you, all, As you look at the front yeah. of the college, yeah. the original yeah, the bank, front, yeah. Yeah. it is way, way back. You can't there's, see it from... There's a silver station there at Captain Max Cross. Oh, I know it, I know it. There's a silver station. Yeah. Well, it, it, it's, it's, as far as I know, it's straight across there from the silver station. But well, that would be bringing you down by the Kilrush. The, the, yeah, the, the back old, road, yeah. Back yeah, road to Kilrush. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree, I... I mean, lads, it'll be very sad as Ennis progresses in population, okay, mm. in 10 years' time, find themselves totally restricted to concrete and tarmacadam mm-hmm. because of the need for extra space. And so, yeah. and and it, might be, it might be 20 or 30 years' it time. It could, Jim. Yeah. Yeah. That's the vision we're talking about that doesn't exist. Champions have beautiful grounds there, and I think they should be retained. Mm-hmm. I think they, you know, they should have been retained for sport and whatever. And recreational. Okay, Pat. It's time we've reached half time, Pat, and um, we we look for a bit of uh, musical um, inspiration from you. So, what have you for us today? Johnny Fien of Johnny Fien of the Hospitals. He was living in Shannon. He died during the week. I think he was only about seventy or seventy-one. And um, there's a big uh, article there, he's there, his photograph is there on the champion with um, Michael, Michael seven. D. Higgins on page 7, page seven. Uh, with a fine guitar and um, uh, Stephen Travers of the Miami Showband is there with him as well. So we have, um, we have Hot Slips, Jim, and, um, and the, the, king of, the King of the Fairies. Okay, Pat, the King yeah. of the Fairies in memory of the late Johnny Fiend. Yeah.
You're very welcome back. You're listening to Local Media This Week on Scarif Bay Community Radio, and uh, we are sponsored by Ruth Griffin Photography. Our phone number, by the way, is 089-258-2647. That's 089-258-2647 if you want to send us a text or a WhatsApp, and uh, we'll try and answer it for you next week if it's a question you have. That was King of the Fairies there by Horselips in memory uh, of the late Johnny Fiend who passed away during the week. John, there are no tigers in Ireland. Uh, thanks be to God, there are no tigers. Well, we, we, we missed the Celtic tiger, bits of it. We did. But uh, the Celtic tiger, I suppose, was, was, was great for a while, but it became toothless. And who uh, gave us that? The bold Michael McNamara. Talking about uh, a toothless tiger. A toothless what's, he, tiger. what's he talking about, John? It's very interesting. It's in the farming section of the, of the, the paper, page uh, 16. Yeah. 16. Um, 16. 16, yeah. Uh, Agri-food regulator could be toothless tiger, says Michael McNamara, TD. Now, the agri-food regulator, that's a new position, okay, in it's self-explanatory. Michael has taken up an intensive examination of the proposed legislation, and he finds that it's crying out for amendments because it's not open enough. And what he says, independent TD, Michael, has expressed concern on the government's proposed agri-food regulator that it could be a toothless tiger. The Clare Deputy has proposed amendments to the Food Supply Chain Bill 2022 in advance of its passage through the Dáil next week before it it goes to the Shannon. And he said the establishment of a regulator to look at the food chain is welcome, but it's equally important that the regulator has the power to increase transparency. And that is the area that annoys him and bugs him, the lack of transparency. In, in, in terms of how food is supplied or...? Yeah, well, he says, as a stance, it will be a toothless tiger reduced to merely studying and reporting data already in the public domain. Mm, yeah. There's some transparency in what producers get paid. Why do you Europe think producer. why do you think the government would create such a thing if it doesn't plan to I'd regulate? Some some people have suggested that that uh, it's under the influence of uh, groups within society that have an, an objection to mm. uh, the, the the ending of this lack of mm. transparency. Do you think farmers yeah. might be worried, Pat? Well, um, <laughs> indeed. David McNamara has submitted a separate amendment that proposes to enable a new regulator in conjunction with Chalvis to determine the cost of production of basic food items and to ban retailers in the state from selling such items at below the cost of production. So I think that's, good. that's a good amendment. And that's happening, I mean, it, well, that should I be in, in, at the moment, milk and butter, yeah. uh, there's a bit of a war on in terms yeah, of prices with the major supermarkets. Those products went up, Jim, a good bit in the last few months, like, uh, since the war, like, you know. But yeah. why have we a problem in openness? And that's what Michael has made the point Michael is making. I suppose if you create a regulator and you give him or her power, yeah. somebody else loses that power. They do, they do. And that's maybe a good point. to have a regulator who's really only an advisor yeah. uh, is, preserves the that, status quo. That, that's it, yeah. 
It's well, interesting that we're talking that, about... That that I'm sorry, David, that measure that I'm there, now, he, he, Michael is quoted here, which is in, in the Spanish law. Hmm. The Spanish regulator, it's in Spanish law. It that, is. That, he that, has the power. That they have the power to, to, to stop the below cost selling. We is that got, not an interfering in the market? It is. Well, and it, it is, is below cost selling is... is well, it's, it's not a, a, an honest market. No, and it's putting people out of, out, of, out of production and out of work. Yeah. Well, I can see the point of it, and nobody wants, nobody wants to see um, our home producers suffering, uh, but yeah. they have for a long time. But it is, it is a marketing strategy that retailers deploy, particularly at Christmas time, for example. Well, probably during the week now, uh, this is the when the, during next week, it'll be worth following the media. To see how it covers the uh, motions for the amendments in the Dáil on this bill. Okay, before we go on to the other local matters, just to uh, briefly to mention Shannon, because again, there was good news from from in relation to Shannon. Uh, What were they talking about, Pat? Was it forty five thousand? Passengers. Oh yeah, over the over yeah. the bank holiday over weekend. Bank holiday weekend, and then Jim, I think those are, it is referred to them as well. One of the their their accounts for the last um, for the last year have 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 allowed as well. And uh, I don't know which one of the papers. Yes, I think f- was it fifteen point six million. Fifteen point yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's the profit is it? It's good news. Yeah, fifteen point yeah. six million. And John, a Chinese delegation arrived. During the week and they're photographed in the in the Care Champion. We're rowing out now to meet the the, the, the Chinese. I was <laughs> going to say on their own level, we're <laughs> kind of uh, not quite like that. But we are anxious to actually develop a positive relationship with China. What do you think of that, David? Yeah, um, yeah, I can see why people would. Um, they're one of the largest economies in the world. Um, it's interesting, though, that as we want some elements of China, we don't want others. So, John, are you familiar with TikTok? Yeah. TikTok now is being in public, in, 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 the, in the public arena for civil servants and for governments around the world, are, is being withdrawn because of the potential to, for the, for, to pass information to the Chinese government. In other words, espionage. Um, but you wouldn't it be wouldn't it be fair to say that if we have a good relationship with your 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 uh, uh, Chinese, we're in a better position to be able to nudge them towards positive um, response to issues like like that. Yeah, maybe. I mean, uh, well, uh, are you are are they ever going to be like Ireland is such a small minnow in the Chinese planetary concept? Um, I don't know. We're the only English speaking. Don't forget the only English-speaking in the country EU. in the European Union. But we, we as members of the EU, of course, have very little say. It is the EU as a whole will negotiate any trade agreements with China. Yeah. And we get a few delegations coming and and we'll get a few maybe headquarters here. But, you know, we still operate under European law, under European. But the English thing is is a good one. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, they will, they may come because we speak... Yeah. English. We, we yeah. send a lot of food. Uh, we send a lot of food to, 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 to We we do, China. and we 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 send a lot of milk, milk powdered yeah. milk oh, in particular. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So yeah. you know, um, and of course, you look at anything we purchase has probably been made in China. Hmm. Okay, we'll go on. Pat, another one for you. Doctor Daly Park uh, comes in there, page eighteen of the Clare Echo. 
uh, and your your um, co-parishioner Joe Cooney is asking Clare County Council to explore the options of improving sight lines because, you know, as we know well on in Scarif Bay Community Radio, the new facilities at Tulla have brought bigger crowds and a lot more yeah. games. So I suppose it puts a bit of extra pressure on on the road system there. Yeah, I think uh, the, that was covered well in the, in, the, in the papers in the last couple of weeks uh, at the Kildare Municipal District. I suppose to, yeah, they want want road improvements anyway uh, around the Daxotelli Park and maybe on the road to Tulla. Bigger bigger crowds strengthen an argument to improve access to Daxotelli Park is the hidden. And um, Paul McMahon's the story that bigger crowds of any matches at, at the revamped Dr. Lady Park in Twitter has been cited in, a, in, in the call to improve sightlines on junctions in close proximity to the grounds. Was Paul McMahon. At a meeting in the Killedo Municipal District, Councillor Joe Coney asked Clare County Council to explore the options that can be implemented to improve the sightlines on the L4082 where he exists into the R452 and pedestrian movement to the GA facilities from the junction and to upgrade the road markings at the in the interest of road safety. Yes. Carl, you point? Would, even though Pat Hayes pointed out that um, the, the speed van is often there. Yeah. <laughs> oh, very much. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, I, I, I was looking along that. There's a, there's a fine area along at both sides of that road if, yeah. if there's a health shoulder put in. From that cross, maybe down to the crossway, it's run down to the mills. Yeah, there's a lot of waste ground there. Take, yeah, at both sides. And if, the, if you had a health shoulder, you'd take all the traffic off the road and be parking there. Hmm. It was great last year to see I, the, I the cars going right out to that turn, yeah. wasn't it? I was at Matches there, or past there last year when there was Matches. And people are inclined to just pull in and leave the half the car out and Yeah, it is a bit dangerous. The, yeah. the two cars meeting then, wouldn't they? I thought, yeah, yeah. It was a, I, I got a lorry there last year, and the, the cars hadn't pulled in on the grass, you know, if, if the... Yeah. If the area along there, if, if you were the health shoulder, uh, to take around that traffic, then mm. you wouldn't have much danger. And, and is, is it as pat as waste, uh, Jim said, well, waste it's, ground? Well, it's just grass, it's, it's waste ground, yeah. yeah. yeah you couldn't yeah. even park in it because yeah. it's maybe a bit rough. But I think, eventually, Jim, I think if they've if they done that work on it, we'll say you, you, you're doing the health shoulder, because eventually you're going to have some sort of a cycleway, I'd say, from Scarlet to Ennis eventually, because you have a lot of, you have a lot of uh, wide areas mm. along that mm. whole Ennis mm. and it to be part, to be yeah. eventually part of a, of a, of maybe a cycleway uh, walkway. Okay, uh, David, I see you're looking at page 18 of the Clare Champion and you're, you're carefully studying a planning <laughs> notice. Well, this is very exciting, Jim. Um, this is a planning uh, notice for the development of the old rectory at Mount Shannon. Uh, this is, as, as many listeners will know, the council purchased the old rectory with the intention of placing a uh, visitor centre there for Holy Island in Ishkaltra. And this is the first concrete step. We were wondering when this might be happening. And so the planning authority are applying to themselves for permission. And in quite some detail, so we know exactly what's happening, they're going to construct a new single-storey ground floor extension to the back of the building, double-height space, so you can imagine this is a reasonably grand sort of uh, space. Uh, there will be a ground floor level exhibition and educational spaces. There'll be a new cafe. Uh, they'll rep this, is, this is something to a conservationist's... Um, Ear, they're going to replace the PVC windows and replace them with the proper glazed timber sash windows. 
they're not doing much with the road, but, you know, there's a small little road when you enter the gates... There's a small little road leading up to the house. They're only they're leaving that road, and but they're putting in some uh, passing bays along. They're going to provide two new dedicated pedestrian access points from the Harbour Road and another into Aster, the park, which is very yes. welcome. They're going to provide 12 car parking spaces. They don't mention anything about buses, interestingly. Two of those spaces would be for disabled access and uh, somebody close to this programme... Two EV charging points will oh. be also located there, and there will be 20 secure bicycle parking spaces. He's getting so. a bit excited. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, Pat talking about cyclists from Ennis, well, they'll be certainly secured, and of course they're envisaging, maybe, if this is joined up thinking, the expected greenway from Limerick up to Scarif and maybe on up to Bound Shannon. So anyway, 20 secure bicycle parking space for visitors. The building is a protected structure, um, so hopefully if they've done their work, people are being asked to respond positively or negatively on this or make an observation by the 15th of June, 2023. Okay. So it's there, it's on page 18 of the Clare Temple. Yes, Pat. In the new plan for, uh, in the new plan for the tourism uh, that the County Council have brought in, you're going to have an East Clare, North Clare and West Clare uh, divisions in the in the tourism sector, and you're going to have one Ratty, and the Pog, and Craigenown, Craigenown, and and in the East That'll be a nice, nice East Clare bundle in the portfolio. One of my earliest memories, John, you might remember, is Canon Young. There was a man called Cannon Young a vicar, the, uh, living in Mount Shannon. He was yes. the local rector. In this rector. particular house, I yeah. played tennis with him. Did you? I did. Yes, that's. Do you remember the grass tennis court was uh, was on, on front uh, of the house? Of the house, I yeah. don't remember. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Very good. Yeah, that's a little blast from the past. Indeed, now. indeed. I wonder know. what he might think of what he might think of all this development. Interesting question, but I don't know what the answer would be. I'd say he'd be very positive. I feel he would be very positive mm. towards this, as one, I think, should. Mm. It has Sting, the, possibilities. The, there's a few water stories. Pat, Lock Bridges has, uh, has something on. Oh, yeah, the, 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 the Munster um, course ending uh, team of four championships is on, on, in Lock Bridges on Sunday and on, on today. Yes. Uh, it's on the but you're of, you're of, um, I think... Uh, it's an open event as well, so you have you have angles from from all around the all around the country. So it is, uh, is, is Lockbridge noted for its um, for trout. its fishing trout? Uh, well, they do it would have a cert noted with a small n. Okay. You're a, yeah, you're a very, you're a, we are cross you know. Yeah. yeah, it's yeah. a fine big lake. It is. It is yeah. Yeah. Uh, nicely. We can only see a little bit of it from the road. Oh, it's a big lake, yeah. It's yeah. long, very long down along. It goes, if you go down the silver go away, you can see the full into it all the way down. Yeah. It goes down the other back sticks. And there's there's an open day in Cologne Lake. Yeah, Cologne, have, uh, the sailing club they have, have an open day on Sunday yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And um, they're inviting all the people and they're going to have a... Um, um, they're going to invite people that want to come along and um, try sailing. And uh, I think they have, uh, they're having the classes uh, from two hours, six to eight on... And, uh, uh, for four four weeks and uh, it's a hundred euros to try sailing I think you'll get it free, you'll get it free in, in Kildu will you for a, a trial I don't well that's uh, I'm just coming on to that John 
um, yeah. that that Killaloo, um last Saturday week, I think Open they opened new, their new clubhouse. Lovely, lovely uh, setup there. Yes, mm. it's a funny thing about about the use of of the lake down mm. through the decades, and we all have exposure to it in, during that time. The the population of the area mm. didn't seem to kind of embrace embrace it, it at yeah. all. Mm. Yeah. But there yeah. seems this time of year there seems to be quite an amount of activity. A bit of movement. Yeah. movement. I wonder, John, was was the sailing clubs seen as elite. kind of a bit elitist and the, and the preserve of the the richer. Well, I say, yeah, of I say yes, especially in the eastern side of the country. Of the country. But in in the um, in Mount Shannon, Scarf area, uh, when I was in the college, uh, I, I promoted uh, sailing lessons, and we had uh, light uh, light boats and yeah, um, well, that's wonderful. Yeah, uh, we had a lady. Remember the lady from? She was an English woman. Mm. She was a, a very very fine instructress. Yeah, mm. I know. In my time in Mount Shannon, now the the English Cultural Sailing Club was they existing. Were very anxious to to oh. promote sailing yeah. among pupils, and yeah. you know they'd be providing small boats, etc., yes. where uh, youngsters could learn the, the yeah. act of sailing. Yeah. Do you know? Well, I've 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 told my lads that when they're old enough, i.e., twelve. And uh, they'll they'll go out with me because I need an excuse to learn. But I'll tell you, it's very popular uh, sailing and rowing because there were six hundred competitors rowing in O'Brien's Bridge for one of their for their for the Limerick Regatta there at O'Brien's Bridge. It's yeah. page thirteen. Six hundred competitors. Now that's of course all around the country. Mm. It's not just our own. But the fact that. They're meeting at O'Brien's Bridge, and we have that lovely stretch yeah, of water. It's great that the Limerick crowd has to come out to clear to, to find water. <laughs> Hold a second. Hold a second. Half of the Shannon belongs to the Limerick side. <laughs> Which You'll be suggesting soon to send water to Dublin, will you? <laughs> I wonder if there are any cork lads up there. What you have a lovely. Lee. We have the lovely Lee. <laughs> yes. But it is it is a great facility to have. I mean, that, at, you know, Loch Derga, Kiriloo, yeah. down into O'Brien's Bridge. Yeah, it is. We're looking. The, the other thing I the I was reading in one of the things, the RNLI on page four of Clare Champion have been very, very busy, John. And there what is, is it, John? I mean, we we're nearly every week now we're reporting the, uh, the uh, rescue boat heading up the Loch Derg and some... Some has gone has gone aground, and the rocks are. But I suppose it's it's a good thing in one sense that a first of all they're there to do it, but secondly the lake is probably being used a bit more. Maybe probably being used a bit more, and of course last weekend was a nice sunny weekend, and it brought people probably out. And a huge crowd out, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, which is wonderful to see. But sometimes people. Are maybe a little bit inexperienced sometimes, yeah. and, and they take out those uh, cruisers. And yeah. They, yeah. yeah, you don't need any license. I was amazed. You don't need any license to take out a cruiser, and they don't pay any attention. They don't pay enough attention to the instructions. They Listen, get the next thing they end up with. Yeah. We're, and the rocks. we're almost finished uh, two things and they're both to do with I suppose traffic and transport uh, traffic issues in Kilkishan Pat oh yeah the, the, there's a new uh, estate being built in Kilkishan Jim uh, or the Planet Foundation uh, it was uh, being developed in the Celtic Tiger times and there was just one house built in it I think at the time and it was at, at Feld by the wayside now there's a, a new company back in and they have applied for planning permission to build 61 new homes in it so 
Um, it's gone in and a while in for uh, planning, and I think they, they have come out for more information. But I, uh, reading by what it's it going through there, um, there is a few people have concerns, but uh, I don't think they're too serious. Pat, and they'll probably eventually um, get, get to go ahead. Yeah, what, what happened to the skyscraper uh, enterprise? Do you remember the sky? So it was a, a sky, a skyscraper. Oh, the 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 Stephen Jacks. Stephen Jacks, yeah. Yeah, I, and I it was know. a lady. It was a lady that yeah, was CEO. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure, and she would be in like like was the one late years. So had it, it, it's not operating. I, anymore, I don't know if the company is still there or not. I don't know. But they had a, they had a factory outside Kilkishan and. Uh, Closed and even though making those radons and they were exporting them, but yeah, it's closed in a while. But uh, as far as I know, there's some company has, has it bought up and they're renovating and they're going to open. So open you'll be able to report to us next time. Okay, just as before we close in the last 60 seconds, uh, Fiona McGarry has a piece there on page five oh. of the Care Champion in relation to uh, Pat Hayes. And Pat was talking more or less saying that we are miles behind on public transport. Um, and that he was emphasising that human connectivity needs to be made a priority. Uh, yeah, he's right. Of course he's right. And we have plenty of buses, you see. We about. haven't invested. Now, I would like to say, though, that um, because he was talking before a committee which had the transport operators, uh, operations, TFI, Transport for Ireland, local link, these are the small buses that you see. And actually, in the last few months, I've seen, an, I've seen more people on them. Now, whether, whether that's for other reasons, I don't know, like the Ukrainian refugees might be using them. But, um, but, he's, probably, but he's probably right. Like, for example, we still, as, as a friend of ours would say, there's still no tra low train line to Shannon Airport or even Dublin Airport. Or Cork, or any of the any no. of the airports. No. Okay, yeah. listen, we leave it at that for today. Uh, my thanks to everybody for um, for turning up and uh, contributing today. To John S, thank you very much, John. Welcome, Jim. And to Pat, thank you, Pat. Thanks, Jim. And to David, David. pleasure, Jim. Many thanks. Uh, before we finish, uh, Pat, you must have a piece of music that. Uh, would would yeah. we go out on? Yeah, on on um, Easter Monday, myself and David and entered in, and we we made a program on the twelve o'clock hills. Yeah. So it's going out next weekend, um, either it's Saturday or Sunday next weekend. And um, we we Sean Dunphy uh, had a had a song one time, the hills of Clare. Yes. So we'll we'll have Sean Dunphy with the hills with the hills of Clare. Okay, Sean Dunphy. I think it, it was in Eurovision, wasn't it? So yeah, he did okay in Eurovision as well. It's going to be part of the. It's going, it's yeah. just, some of it's going to be in part of the. It was called program. If I Could Choose. If I Could Choose, yeah. yeah. Oh, lovely. Sean, the late Sean Dunphy. Anyway, many thanks. Our phone number 089 258 2647 if you want to give us a shout. Uh, many thanks to you. Uh, we'll see you with the help of God next Sunday at 2 o'clock. Goodbye and God bless. They envy me my hills of Clare The white gulls calling in the soft sea air So much to lose And yet I'd leave the hills of Clare And live in a desert if I had you there 
What would I lose if I could choose?